Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watched it, and now we don't know if we like it. Is it for real? You are listening to Is It For, Is it for Real? real? <laughs> and I don't know if everyone had subtitles on when we said that, but it's spelled R-E-E-L. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which also, no need to check your dials, this is formerly known as the artist called Doesn't Hold Up. Formerly, formerly known as <laughs> Real World Westeros. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, we've had a lot of issues with our recording company. We've had to change our name. No, but we're, we're working to see if this is better. So uh, I think, Bridget, you were starting an internet poll. Um, That's right. That's right, Philip. Yeah, I started a, an internet poll. Uh, so if you want to go to... Uh, is it for real dot uk uh don't go there that's not where it is but anyway let us know if you like this uh podcast and like and subscribe um yes we're, we're, yeah. we're working on some promotion we want to get the word out you know we'll we'll have like a trip to fiji um it might get canceled because of the uh, the lockdowns in all the states right but it will be unrefundable if that's the case <laughs> yeah i bought yeah. a ticket to fiji for five dollars each way was that five dollars five dollars each way nice That's i keep on getting emails about how amazing it would be to go on a cruise right now which seems illegal it seems like an illegal email listserv i'm on it's so weird do they say like it will change your life yeah um, <laughs> yeah and the life of many you care about mm -hmm. terrible oh i forgot as we were sort of talking about our new name uh, we may want to introduce ourselves. Uh, oh, yeah. I am Philip. I'm Katie. I'm Bridget. And the movie that you are sitting yourself down to to listen to us talk about is Don't, Don't Tell, tell, tell Mom, Mom the, the Babysitter's, babysitter's dead. dead. Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. 1991 <laughs> film yeah. uh, starring everybody's favorite uh, lady crush of the time, Christina Applegate. Yeah. Uh, can I start with like a fun fact that Please. the movie originally was going to be called The Real World, funnily enough, for real world Westeros fans. Uh, but they changed it because MTV's The Real World was coming out like shortly after. So they had hmm. to change the name, which the name of the movie is arguably like one of the best parts of the movie. Yeah. I think the only reason I remember it is because of the name. Yeah, totally. And like she's she's just so not in the real world, which we can, we'll talk about. I know, right? I guess the premise, right? I guess the idea for that title would be, oh, you thought you were gonna have like a teenage summer, and now you're like a working girl. But yeah, <laughs> you're an executive assistant to the executive. <laughs> yeah, within three seconds. Uh, so uh, let's talk about our our ratings. Um, <laughs> I I've seen this movie. Um, probably a couple of times, maybe three times. And I felt like I pretty much knew it, but there was a lot of things I did not remember. Um, so I'm going to give myself a, a swell rating. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I may give myself a rose level. Wow. Because, and I'm only doing it kind of in comparison to what you said, Bridget, because I've seen it I've seen it many times as a kid. I think it was one of the movies that we owned. And I know that me and my partner, Annie, watched it maybe like a year ago. So oh. it was really quite fresh on my brain, even in rewatching it. 
there was nothing I didn't remember. Uh, I will give it, um, well, first of all, I, I think I saw it when I was a kid. Um, I vaguely remember seeing it, but I honestly don't remember anything from the movie. I remember things from the trailer. Yeah. But um, beyond that, like none of it rang a bell. So I'm going to give myself the level of that other kid. Because every time I turned around, there was like this other kid that like popped up. And I was like, where did you come? Who are, who are you? Are you <laughs> Zach. in like, Zach. Yeah. I Poor also, Zach. it's, I know. It's interesting that you talk about the trailer because there were definitely, I know exactly what was in the trailer. And a lot of it was Kenny. A lot of it was the brother Kenny and just him being outrageous. Also, I could have sworn that Pauly Shore was that character that makes like, total I sense i would have bet like 10 bucks and it's yeah. as close to the maximum of money that i'm willing to bet yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not, so yeah no Polly shore in encino man basically is kenny right that's what you were thinking yeah. about maybe yeah i think i just had it mashed up you know uh, so yeah, let's, let's jump into we this some good some good ratings here so it seems like katie katie comes out on top uh one thing i did not remember or ever know about this movie was that it had a cartoon opener yep yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think there was a time and a place, just sort of late 80s, early 90s, where that was like the thing to do. Um, yeah. Some of the other, like, old John Cusack movies that I'm thinking about thrown into this definitely have that as well. Oh, interesting. Uh, it's just, yeah. Going back to National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, that's another one. Uh, right. That has, has a cartoon oh, wow. opener. That's crazy. And Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but kind of for different reasons. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So in the cartoon opener, we, we sort of see the proxy of Mrs. Steer, Steerack? Steerack, yeah, I know. It's a weird name. Uh, and that she's not good. Yeah. She's not a good person. Luckily, spoiler alert, she's not around for very long. Like What? what? Yeah. Or like, I like, once again, I, I don't remember anything from this movie, but I could have sworn she was in it for like at least a third of the movie. Uh, but no, she had like, three lines um <laughs> very died. famous lines you know but but i do think annie and i were talking about that um i wonder how long she would have lasted if they would have called the movie the real world but when you call a movie don't tell mom the babysitter's dead you have to get rid of them pretty quick because every you're just waiting until the babysitter dies and i was well, also reading that there was in like the first cut or there was kind of a cut of the movie where it was like a little bit of a murder mystery where like the kids that's why they're setting up like Zach gets his date busted up and Melissa has to dress like a girl and Walter can't watch TV. And like each of them have this like little reason motive as to why they killed her. And then they just I, like did. I can believe that they were all psychopath enough to kill <laughs> yeah, her over totally. those small reasons. Those kids were, they were something. <laughs> yeah. Were something. Yeah. So we get, oh, sorry, Katie, were you going to say something? No, 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 go ahead. I was just going to say, so we get the setup, right? Which is mom is going away and no one does the chores. And they yeah. live in this like ridiculous boondocks house. <laughs> like it's in LA? Where? It's in, LA. Where? It's in where? like Baton Rouge, LA. Like it's <laughs> yeah. definitely set in the bayou. <laughs> like the house just makes zero sense in Southern California. It makes um, no sense whatsoever. No, there, there's a lot of lush farmland that's it, right, you know, two, 30 minutes from yeah. downtown LA. And the that's house is kind of a hole, too. Yes. It's just, like, falling apart. It's really hard to tell, like, what 
um, the financial situation of this family is. Like, yeah. It looks like the mom has just like let everything go to disarray. And then they mentioned the dad, yeah. who just seems like a terrible person. Like, oh, yeah. What did he do? Yeah, when they want to call them, it's like, dad won't care. Like, that you, oh, someone died well, on the property and you have no child care. It's crazy. Here's the thing. Mom barely cares. I mean, yeah. like, That's you know. True. She well, is, uh, in case, the first note I have is like, why can't the mom sign up Melissa for Little League? Like, she's, she's like, going to I'm Australia. Going. But that doesn't have anything to do with the fact that Melissa is still in town and wants to play Little League. Like, you could have done it. Like, the whole movie, people are just she can't. left and right not signing her up for Little League. Anyway. Uh, she's probably terrible anyways, you know. I don't know. My first note was... Uh, so the kids can just rifle through the wallets and no one seems to care. Like the mom barely cared that that kid yeah. is just like going through her wallet. And, and, taking money. and that sucks. Like stealing money. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's, it's weird. It's like that. Uh, well, once again, anytime I'm going to refer to this kid, it's going to be surfing's the source. Yeah. Okay, so, good. Yes. Uh, I'm like, so glad it, that you knew. Every time he popped up on screen, I was, that's, I just shouted that out. Um, so for yeah. Bridget. Wait, wait, this is, this is Zach. the character of Walter? Oh, Zach. Um, okay. Zach, Zach yeah. had that line, maybe two lines in the movie Point Break. Um, so he didn't have to leave LA, but he, and it's probably around the same time. He looks the exact same. Yeah. Here you go. This, this picture behind me is actually from Point Break. Point Break. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't recognize the uh, background, but I recognize the kid. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Surfing's the source. Change your life. Swear to God is the full. The yeah. Full. Yeah. <laughs> I think the and movies came of, out the same year. Yeah, he was sort of punchable in that movie, and he was definitely punchable in this movie. Yeah, yeah. he was really lonely. Boy, was he lonely. And, like, really horny for just, like, not horny, but, like, of romantic he's like 10 i'm just confused That's what i was saying like when the babysitter uh cuts in on his date with cynthia i'm like i'm kind of on the babysitter side of this like they're 10 oh. years old in a car whose car is this Who's yeah car? i mean <laughs> yeah no, nothing sense. good was gonna happen of those two yeah and that girl looks even younger than he is i think he's supposed to be 12 because kenny is 15 i don't know uh speaking of of cars no one in any of the cars are wearing seatbelts in this movie whatsoever. Yeah. And like, they're all like sitting in the back, like just like up, like they're in a homecoming parade or like oh, yeah. in the back of the truck, which is dangerous. Yeah. Um, I also want to talk about mom's flight attire <laughs> where she, first yeah. of all, she has a, a briefcase. Um, and for whatever business she's going to do, I don't know. And the and kids then, might as well be wearing, like, potato sacks. Like, yeah. everyone else is very, like, Mayberry poor. And the mother <laughs> is dressing up to fly to Australia. For, like, two months. Like, it's not just a short, it's, like, all summer long. And yeah. not only is, is her luggage, like, a briefcase, that's her only luggage. It's, like, <laughs> there's no shot of her, like taking out other bags and later just that briefcase we know that that briefcase contains a fly fishing jacket and a hat 
That's so like, she came oh, back in. She's yeah, that's her whole plan. There, so she could have bought that there. She totally came back like Australianized. Oh, I know. Like she left in that hot pink blazer and then came back like I know. Um. All right. So so the the babysitter comes and interrupts everybody, like you said, Katie, doing the things that they like to do. Right. And she goes into Kenny's room, which kills her. Yeah, I think, I think so. so. That's that's how they like presented it is like because she was so thoroughly shocked by the the yeah. TNA, the drug references, the mega death posters. Yeah. It's too much for that lady. Um, right. One of our fans, uh, Jesse, that you may have remembered from our yeah. last episode of Real World Westeros, of mentioned course. to me that there used to be Confederate flags in that room. There is. I oh, saw. Is there still one? That was my question that I had because it's when they're it's when they're all like smoking and Walter falls off the roof. There's a Confederate flag. There's one at least. And I I mean, good question for Jesse. I thought he was gonna. I thought what you're gonna say is Confederate flags used to be like an LA pothead thing because I just was so unsure as to why that was happening. My understanding. Know. He said that he had seen a version maybe on TV or something where they took it out. Maybe it was in. My maybe version. if you pay for it, you get. All of Kenny's swearing and confetti. yeah, it's super confusing. I don't know Wait, if it was like, huh? It just goes back to your theory that they filmed the house in Louisiana. Yeah, and somehow she took like a you know Stargate tunnel to L.A. That's yeah. how that works. Yeah, I I had a note of like a Confederate flag. Like, does does anyone else in the movie other than her interact with L.A. at all? Well, oh, they go to the beach. Oh, no. oh, interesting. There's a beach in Louisiana, so. Well, true. But I mean, even she is the only one that goes to the beach. Like, the kids are really only at the house, at the hospital, and the corn dog, like the grocery store. Kenny goes to the grocery store. Maybe it's, like, in her mind. <laughs> yeah. The fashion district of Baton Rouge. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, so, uh, I'd like to also, I want to talk about Kenny's butthole jeans, butt cheek jeans. Oh, I noticed that in one scene and I just, I was like, did I imagine that or is that real? <laughs> yeah, it blew, it blew my mind. Um, Wait, what is it? I didn't notice that. He went running up the stairs when he came home. This was after Mrs. Stirak, you know, died, but nobody had found her yet. And his, like, the whole, like, butt of his jeans is, like, cut out, like, the cheek part. It's like... Like big flap, but like it is. Kenny does seem like he's probably hanging out in that Point Break drug house. It's like the same thing is happening. It's like the same kind of style. It's like this weird, like gr- L.A. grunge. No, it's like he. It's like he saw that and like is doing it for cosplay as well. Yeah, totally. I think he like <laughs> stole those jeans from like Cindy Crawford's line of like. Right. But accentuating jeans from the 90s or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. All right. So soon enough, so, very soon into the movie. Oh, yeah. One, one comment on the, the babysitter is that mm. she just starts off at a um, Which, I mean, I did some babysitting in my day. And just to just come right out of the gates at that level of just in-your-faceness, is, it's just not good babysitting technique. Uh, I'm going to well, say I- that. I'm sure we're going to get into this in questions and stuff, but it's like the kids had no idea they were getting a babysitter. How does the mother know this babysitter? 
how do you just hire a missed out fire like stranger for, to stay for the whole summer? It does like because it's never explained how she knows her, right? No, it's crazy. So it's there's so, so much that's not explained. There's that, so much that's explained like, away. Killer quick, so it's like almost like none of that matters. It's like ugh, because yeah. like then you're like, well, what did Sue Allen think she was gonna do? Like someone had to take care of Walter. Like, what was the what was the plan in Swell's head? Anyway. Well, she said that when she was like with her friends. She was like, "This person will take care of this person," and you know, she had like a whole oh, plan. You're right. She's like, "Melissa will take care yeah. of Walter." Okay, sure. Oh yeah, you're right. So I mean, that's what she thought. Um, but uh, Miss Miss Stirak dies in the chair. Yeah. <laughs> it's very upsetting. Uh, I liked I liked that they covered her with a California raisin sheet. That's funny. yeah, that's nice. That was a nice touch to 1991. I also kind of like that the kids like it's not like thank God she's dead. Like I kind of like the joke of Kenny being like, oh, "I'm really gonna miss her." So amazing, you know. Like I like <laughs> that they pivot so quick to like be like missing her. I don't know. That was funny. I know I we're skipping it. I just had a lot of things that they they would not have made it long to you. Just they made so many mistakes. That would have gotten them caught. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's the identifiable trunk that they leave there. The, yeah, right. With like all their school stickers on it. Like it's right, everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I wrote that down too. So, also, what? I had someone threw an F bomb. I assume it's the, the out there kid. Uh, Kenny, this? Kenny, Kenny, Kenny dropped an F bomb. PG 13. P- is this? I thought it was PG-13, and so Jeff and I were talking about, like, how many F-bombs you can have, because I think that's the only F-bomb. He said F when his pot plant dropped out the window. I think I was was reading, and I believe you can use the F-word once if it doesn't mean sex. Right. So it has to be, like, an expletive. Yeah. It can't be, like, want to get (laughs) F'd. <laughs> we can only use it one time on the podcast. Well, I just did it. <laughs> I just messed it you up. Said F. You said F. You said F. We're yeah. still okay, good. Thank God. Yeah. So save it. I, I definitely said it at least once last podcast. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Don't Sometimes say more. We we don't want to be rated R. Oh yeah. yes, please. Uh, yeah, I, I also had that note that like it just really looks like murder. They really make it look like murder. Oh yeah. Uh, so my question is, right, we find this out later that all of the money that mom had is on on her person, on Miss Stirak's person. In cash, right? So we're yeah. trying to figure out, like, okay, at the most, right. how much could it be? And then, like, where was she keeping it on her body? And yeah, I think in her bra. Okay. Like- so I was like, at the most, I feel like it would be like 1600 bucks, like 200 bucks a week? Yeah. Maybe. Unless they were paying her, her a salary, too, in cold hard no, cash? I think it was just food money. Time is a little weird in this, too, because the mom's supposed to be going for two months, but then Sue Ellen doesn't get her, like, two-week paycheck. Like, it seems like it's been only weeks, but then the mother comes back, like, a week early. But that's supposed to be seven weeks? I don't know. I was trying to keep track of, like, how many weeks has it been? And isn't there, like, only two phone calls from the mom? Um, that we can tell. I also had a note that those kids cannot fake it for a second to talk to the mother. Like, they're just like, oh, oh I gotta go. Click. <laughs> and then she doesn't call back. Right. She's like, yeah. oh, well. That, that mom don't care. She yeah. Put another all. shrimp on the bobby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So I, I mentioned again, yeah, that they mentioned dad again at this point that he's the worst. He um, is. 
and they go shopping with the change they have. And I, I appreciated that they had the Mama Celeste pepperoni pizza in the very recognizable box of my childhood Mm -hmm. where you like cooked it in the microwave on that (laughs) foil thing, question mark, and made it crunchy in the microwave. I was always a Totino's pizza guy. Uh, Okay. Totino's pizza rolls. No, I always did the the proper pizza. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Katie? I I don't, I did not do a lot of pizza <laughs> we we did papa john papa john's had this like uh deal where you could it seemed like you would get four pizzas for free the way that we ate them and so <laughs> we ate those a lot and we would just order them and freeze them oh wow four pizzas and freeze them so really papa john's pizza played very heavily did it unfreeze well yeah it was fine it was did fine. it hold up yeah it did yeah actually <laughs> they were selling those pizzas to fuel the, it was a whole like yeah right pizza. <laughs> yeah totally wow wow um okay so swell which i think is a great name yeah gets a job at clown dog because that's her only choice oh yeah right which yep. is totally scary oh yeah, yeah there's there's an element of murder just completely intertwined with that whole endeavor yeah i know it's kind of trying to think of like is this a franchise is this like a one-off vision that that guy mr egg has like <laughs> he's a murderer straight yeah, up yeah he's, he's nuts which part of me thought because uh, you know spoiler alert she quits within she didn't even spend half a day there <laughs> spent one evening and then josh charles encourages her to quit um but he I was thinking, like, like, that wouldn't be the least entertaining place to work for the summer. It seems like it would be miserable, but, like, just watching him would be nuts. Like, is Josh Charles a noteworthy actor? Yes. So Josh Charles is a Baltimore... <laughs> He's a noteworthy Baltimore actor. Yeah, maybe that's probably exactly oh, like he, his name. He's decently famous. Um, he's in like The Good Wife and um, Sports Night, right? I think he became famous oh, yeah. Sports Night. And he was the super douchey guy in one of the versions of Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, yeah. Oh, I had no idea that was the same guy. And he was yeah. in like Dead Poets Society. He was kind of like, I don't know. I always enjoy him whenever I see him. yeah. And so I don't know if you noticed, Bridget, but he was wearing a Baltimore baseball cap. I did. I made note of that. Uh, the new, the new old logo. Right. That was like the around the time. Orin- yeah. Like the ornithological. Yeah. The actual bird. I well, assume that was his demand instead of getting paid. It was like, can I just wear this or O's cap? <laughs> like, that's, that's one of the questions that Annie had had actually, but she scratched it. Um, and it's another, another question if we can answer later, but that did he negotiate that or did, was that like a costume designer's um, wish? And I looked it up and apparently he wears it in a couple of different films. Like I think it's kind of oh. his like ode to Baltimore. He's kind of like a Baltimore champion though. Is what like, Katie? Ode to Baltimore. Oh, is ode to Baltimore. Oh, is ode. Now, I, when he introduced himself, I swore he said his name was Brad. Uh, and I wrote that down, Brad. But then oh. that was never his name again. Brian, right. And he also is, you know. Better go by Brad. There was, there was sort of a look in the late 80s, early 90s of non, just sort of like, you know, I mean, Matt, uh, say Matthew Broderick is handsome, mm-hmm. but he's not dashing. Yeah, totally. I know what you mean. And this guy is, he's not. Uh, I think I mean, he's cute. I know yeah. what you mean. He's cute. He, he, it, it seems like he almost shaved like the beginning of his eyebrows because he's constantly 
like a cartoon. He constantly looks like he's being tortured. <laughs> his like, hair, I mean, he, that's not his fault. That was the very 90s split in the middle. It's not like the, yeah, it's not the hair. Yeah. It's more of this, like, really, like, sad puppy dog look that he gives for a lot of the movie. And I think Christina Applegate is supposed to be this, like, you know, she's, she's Christina Foxy. Applegate. Yeah, right. and, but then, like, when they have the Grunion conversation, Jeff and I were talking, like, that he's not like a, a suave guy couldn't have that goofy conversation with he's her. pretty gore he's pretty dorky like even yeah. when, so when they yeah. go and he picks them up and he's like my trusty steed i'm like oh even i like watching the movie at nine was like dork you need a older businessman to, to start <laughs> yeah. with, not this corny nice. guy right he, yeah he's corny is a good word for him so with- oh go ahead no, I was, uh, um, and I forget when this is, but when they, I guess they're grocery shopping. No, they're, they're at some like pizza party thing and the drag Chuck queen. Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese and the drag queens steal their car. Right. What a weird and choice. Like, this, this has to come back, right? Like this is going to be for the right. sum, like final scene. This is going to play it. I know. Well, and it did not. Nope. I wrote that. I wrote, wait, drag queens are stealing the car? Like, and then they look at each other, Liza? Like, because it's Liza Minnelli, and it's like, why are we, like, three random drag queens in this parking lot? Of Chuck like, E. Cheese. Yeah. And then they don't follow up on it at all. Yeah. And they're like, I guess we don't have a car now. Like, just, it's really strange. Yeah, I feel like they needed to get them down to just one car for some reason. And they, you know, just would be stayed most... up all night trying yeah. to think of a great reason. Probably doing some great 90s cocaine. And this yeah. is what they came up with. Totally. Um, yeah, yeah it, it did seem like there, there was another thing and they, like, left it off. Is Maya okay? She's, uh, I know. <laughs> it just reminds people that a big part of this podcast is dogs. Dog know? chat. They, they will, whatever we're calling this thing, it will always have dogs. We promise it, you that. Uh, this is, we're, we're in this temporary apartment right now. As, as our, many of our listeners know, there was a flood yeah. in my house. So uh, because of that, we're like on a first floor and there's like people walking by all the time and they're obviously all axe murderers. I get so it. she's just trying to defend us uh, and tell us what's what, but um, I more get frequently it. than usual. Um, yeah. And, and, and with lo- lots of force. Um, okay, so so then Swell is like, well, I gotta look for work, right? So there's the montage. There's a lot of montages. Yeah. And there's like the montage of looking for work, and she's like in the papers. And oh yeah. Do you she, notice in the paper that she circles McDonald's and then she crosses it out like as fast <laughs> as she can? She just like had this clown dog experience. Oh, just yeah. a quick side note because I actually have applied for a job through the newspaper before mm-hmm. and it was it turned I couldn't tell what it was and when I showed up it was for selling like knives door to door oh yeah oh wow I was like no I, I don't want to do this <laughs> I'm, I'm out um, that seems to be how they'd get you yeah <laughs> um so yeah so she goes there and uh she basically gets she gets the job well, in in the in the montage, we're kind of revealed her superpower, right? Because like it seems like, and I just am so fashion blind that I have to just like basically guess people's cues of like, is that bad? Is that good? Because she's trying on all these outfits, and they kind of they're her mother's, I guess, and they don't yeah. look great. And then she's like, she like com- combines a couple of different outfits to look super great and stylish, and like desert yeah. bangs, 
like, oh, okay. She's this like, this whole moment where she's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you can't see me, but she's very like, they're like very much indicating that this is, yeah, the moment. That yeah, she... exactly. And so then she's, yeah, she goes to Gaw. G-A-W. Oh my God, G-A-W. And Which is the, no- the busiest place. It's yeah. the busiest workplace. Yeah. Yeah. There's just- and it's or like- a, the uniform sales place. The yeah. uniform sales place. Like, and then it has like their executive, they're like the LA branch because New York has a branch and like their factory and their like admin is in the same building in LA. Um, and then I just have a note that Rose just immediately shits on Carolyn. Like she can't oh. wait to- to this random person it's such an it's such a weird boundaryless world oh there are no boundaries with rose or creepy guts well everyone in that office other than rose seemed to be and i guess the factory floor guy he, he seemed super franklin. nice but franklin. everyone else was pretty awful <laughs> actually no uh I, there's one other person um, kathy kathy was great um yeah kathy was kathy the cartoon right <laughs> she's like kind of well, I didn't place it till just now of where I know her from, but she was in Twin Peaks. She was oh, like the police uh, station receptionist. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I think she had like a, that actress, I think had a lot of like bit parts around yeah. that time. And I, her voice she's so recognizable. She's funny. Always on the verge of crying. Yeah, she always sounds stuffed up. Um, I know, I have a note here too, and it's maybe the first time I recognize it in the movie, that this movie is scored the entire time. Like, there's hardly any space for to not have sound. It's either, like, or, like, a famous song. Like, they really spend a lot of money on, like, notable songs. Um, but they don't let you think for yourself for one minute. No, it's very scored all the way through. Um, my favorite part of that whole hiring thing, other than the fact that it happens within a second, yeah. where Rose is like, I yeah. like you. And then she just takes her and she's like, here's your desk and here's your things and here's your computer and she also says here's your mouse here's your mouse (laughs) that's probably like such a new thing right here's your mouse (laughs) like yeah i see that (laughs) yeah i know yeah exactly i think i think it is like kathy tells sue ellen at one point like i'm a whiz at computers so if you need someone (laughs) who knows computers she's great at everything i mean kathy was i don't know she was doing everything that's what I wrote down is Kathy. It's also funny too, because in the fax machine room, they meet. And upon meeting, Kathy says, wow, it must be so neat to work with Rose. I submitted my resume wasn't good enough, which is such a weird way to start um, an office dynamic. But then I have a note being like, Kathy would be perfect for that job. Like all she wants to do read QED reports and do tedious yeah. stuff. Like it's so weird that she didn't get it. <laughs> Should have hired Kathy. The hierarchy is out of control. I mean, there's there's a lot of hierarchy going on, a lot of titling. Like, I wish I could just see Rose's lines broken out because they're like, all she says is like (laughs) business talk. It'd be like if she was in an improv scene and she's like, she's like the TPS of the cube report. The the, the budget's going down and the, you know. She's amazing i have this fantasy and it's later on in the movie that, that it's just a movie about rose and her emotions and <laughs> oh my god like at some point i mean i'll maybe i'll save it um but i love at one point i just wrote down rose does cocaine <laughs> <laughs> she does, and she does a lot of it 
Yeah, she definitely does. Her and Gus together, that when they went away to, to yeah. Santa Barbara. Catalina, yeah, Santa Barbara. They Santa were just, Barbara. It was like well, a, that weekend in Santa Barbara was the turning point. Oh my God, Rose's voice, oh, I could just have be my like GPS. Oh, <laughs> no, oh, right. We should see if that actress is doing anything. Um, a couple things I want to point out here. This is, uh, we find out that Rose is making, uh, or sorry, that Swell is making $37,005 a, a year. Um, which is which, pretty good. Yes, because the median, the median income in 1991 was $20,293. So, but clarification, is that for the U.S. or for, yeah. for L.A.? I mean, <laughs> that's still pretty good. I'm just saying. Oh, probably that was for the U.S., Probably things are a little more expensive in LA and New York, but yeah, that is an amazing starting salary. Yeah, but what's the medium income in Southern Louisiana? You know, (laughs) yeah, exactly, because that's where their house is. Yeah. In in 2019, it was sixty-three thousand six hundred and eighty-eight dollars. How do you guys feel about that? The jump. I don't know if that's true. (laughs) Like that seems like a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Swellen gets the job and she, she, she makes her siblings breakfast, uh, the first day of work, Captain Crunch in a bowl. Oh yeah. But, I remember that part. And only, uh, Walter's I was confused. Happy. I was confused on what she, was she just trying to make a point of like fend for yourselves or cause I don't get why she didn't just say fix your own cereal. Yeah. Like get a bowl. Right. You I know, think it was just, like. I think yeah. it was part of the whole joke. Like, I feel like that might have actually been in the trailer as well. Like, kids left on their own. Like, it's like a... I was reading um, some of the reviews. Like, when it came out, people just, like, hated it. And I think there were critics that were like, thank thank Home Alone for the whole kids gone wild genre. So I mm-hmm. guess it was just this, like, what if kids had to fend for themselves which like definitely kids do and it doesn't look like that do you guys remember that reality show where they like sent kids to the wild west and made them fend for themselves i'm aware of it uh no. yeah, yeah that was crazy <laughs> <laughs> i gotta look it up because uh, that show was like insane i mean i guess i don't adults remember are. it sounds terrible it sounds like hey dude like um, no hey dude is tame and wonderful oh yeah kid nation is what it was called i don't remember yeah, this that's right. america's I mean, most disturbing reality show did kids die no it it was in 2007 uh is what it was and the kids tried to create a functioning society in a town including so setting up a government system <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought that would have worked? You know? Oh my god. Jeez. And the kids were all like between like eight and fifteen. Oh my god. I kinda wanna watch it, but it sounds kinda terrible. It's really terrible. It's really you awful. Need to watch the reel of it. So yeah, But no, I mean back to the point of just the kids going wild. I honestly feel that this movie is more about sort of a, a prequel or a sequel to Working Girl. Yeah. It was all about her trying to make it and fake this job and deal with that rather than, and, and the sort of kids fending for themselves was just a, a B story that honestly didn't matter that much in the grand scheme of things. The kids uh, part of it. The kid, I mean, it's literally all the scenes from the trailer 
the cereal in the bowl, the throwing the plates off the deck and shooting them with a gun. Also, why do these kids have guns? Like, I assume I that's a good question. I assumed it was a BB gun, but was it like a rifle? Yeah, or for that to work, it really needs to. They yeah, that's true. If it's actually or it's a, a shotgun. Yeah, if it's actually exploding the plate, I know. However, that's... go ahead. I was just gonna say. I mean, Walter's falling off the roof is a very pivotal moment right yeah because... i i think that's kind of i'm not sure where we are in the storyline well I, it looks like we're maybe at the date when they go on a date um, uh for not quite we were we still we had to get introduced to a few things first but then okay. they're on a date yeah i guess Basically, i was just gonna yeah. say that it is like the kids are simultaneously like really sociopathic and the worst but then also yeah. like but they pivot where sometimes they're just fine or they're it, like Kenny, like the character of Kenny is so like sometimes like a just like total ass, like sociopath, loser, obnoxious brother. And then sometimes he's actually like great. And it's not this like it's it's like hard to predict. Like, how, I don't know if you've ever been a high school teacher, Katie, yeah. but yeah, I can tell I you that's pretty accurate. Well, I know. And it's kind of like one of my frustrations with the film, but also like part of what I'm like, well, know at least they never make them like like murderers or saints i don't know but bridget aren't the worst kids always the worst kids or do they no i mean there are kids that truthfully would be like really like just you'd be so confused about who they were and then the next day they'd be sweet or or would or would have like, like amazing things to say i think the hormonal especially for kenny like the hormonal fluctuations yeah, he's are just so good. wild yeah he has all those like nudie posters and confederate flags he's just he's just you know confused i just think it's funny that in his own room he like censored his nudie posters he has like magnets <laughs> over the nipples I'm like take a moment oh, no, yeah. the nipples are too much it's too much <laughs> <laughs> then, wait, then it definitely wouldn't have been pg-13 true also did he like constantly replace the batteries in that little skull that was jabbering there? No, yeah, he, like, it was every morning like wind it, so it's like uh, yeah, that room was like a Republican's nightmare. Save the Confederate flag. Yeah. Um. So just to go back a little bit, we got introduced to David Slimy Duchovny, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Bruce. He is. He, oh no. Yeah. He is gross. The way he like cracks his neck. Oh, he's just so, he's like literally just him, sweat. Yeah, him and Carolyn, the receptionist, who are like boyfriend, girlfriend, have like the same like hair gel where they just like slick their hair back, which was like the 80s tell of who was bad in a movie. <laughs> right. Like the guy from Kindergarten Cop. Oh, yeah. yeah. He had the uh, slickest yeah. hair of them all. Yes. Oh, oh Kindergarten Cop. Ah, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, that's a good um, one. Although, I want to say when, so when Duchovny comes in, I mean, he's being sort of a dick, but I, th I think Christina Applegate, swell, was being a super jerk, jerk you know, just... Annie said that, too. Like, she really, like, plays cards that she has no idea if she has or not. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow. Yeah. I don't can, have that authority in my yeah. job. <laughs> we could tell that David Duchovny was so oily, so we knew he was going to be this bad guy. And so it's sort of it's okay to be bad to him. But she didn't know. Like, yeah. and she's just instantly pulling the babysitter thing is just at a nine or probably like at a seven. Yeah, you know? just, totally. Uh, yeah, totally. Um, so 
that's also when we learn about what petty cash is, which yeah. is obviously very important for the whole right. thing, which is kept in a drawer. $3,000 or whatever it was in 1990s money of petty cash in... A lot yeah. of money. That's why everyone uh, wanted that job is because everyone just wanted to embezzle the petty cash. Yeah, she gives her the key to petty cash like before she even gets a background, a resume, <laughs> like a background check, She's anything. Like, she says, you can be sure to cash all the employees' checks because we're too busy to go to the bank. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what was they, that? But yet they go to lunch for like hours, like right. to fancy restaurants, so I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, also, everybody's smoking inside. Yeah. And she's, uh, and she's smoking a lot. <laughs> at work, at her desk. Like, yeah, was that ever cool like i didn't realize it was still cool in 1991 to do that i don't yeah. i don't know i actually wrote down the smoking thing seemed like it was supposed to be cool and college seems like it's not supposed to be cool which i will tie it back to our very first um uh is it for real uh which was actually <laughs> sans bridget unfortunately but we did adventures in babysitting right through line of keith coogan playing kenny in this movie and brad in that movie but that's another movie where like college is like even for like and elizabeth shoe in uh, adventures babysitting is definitely like a more of like an elite character than christina applegate in this one but both of them are like oh college screw off and it's like what is your plan otherwise yeah. like what is everybody that just went to Europe? What's their plan? It's just Although, it's strange. Yeah. Is this family wealthy or are they? It's a mystery. Like, maybe the mother, know. mother maybe won like an Australia trip on like a radio show is kind of what it seems like. No, the, the boyfriend was paying for it. What boyfriend? What? I read that somewhere that there was a boy involved and I, or a man. No, she says boy. it. Yeah, I just missed that. I missed she it. She says it. She says it in the movie. She's going with her boyfriend, and they and they talk about him, and they're like, "How she, you know, how is she even getting to go on this?" And they're like, "He paid for the whole thing." Oh, it's with Sue Ellen and her friends or something. No, the mom goes on the trip to Australia with her boyfriend. No, no, I know, but it's when Sue Ellen is talking with. Her oh yeah, I think girlfriends. so. Yeah, man. That actually makes her even less likable. Oh, she's terrible. Man, okay. Um, yeah, so, so then, oh yeah, go ahead, Philip. No, I, that's all I was going to say. It's insane. <laughs> so then Swell and Brian go on the Grunion run date. Yeah, I have a couple um, of things to say about this. Go on. One, uh, movies love to imply that when you fall full force into the ocean, you can continue to have like a fun California night. Like, hey, it gets <laughs> chilly. Like, that would be the worst. If you fell, he's entirely submerged. He's like playing around like, ha ha ha, which kind of reminds me of like the Dumb and Dumber scene with like, <laughs> and, like where it's like starts out playful, but he collapses into the water and he's just totally dunked and then they spend all night and like fast forward and it's like fine, which is annoying. He's to me. completely dry and his hair yeah. is like, Parted totally. again. But the most <laughs> annoying thing to me is that he parked the effing clown truck on the beach. Which <laughs> that drives me nuts. Like, are you kidding me? You With the tide can't... coming in. Oh my god. I don't know. As somebody that's constantly like chasing parks out of public like spaces, it's it drove me crazy. And I it's funny because I immediately I kind of do like him and I'm like, nope, he's the biggest jerk that's ever lived. I don't like him at all. <laughs> It's definitely like some sort of indication that they want us to see like they went there in the clown hot dog car. Isn't that I, funny? Yeah, I guess it's all it's in the background. And I'm like, oh, God, the entitlement. Jeez. Anyway. But we could also agree that wherever that 
car goes, someone get mur- someone gets murdered. So yeah. someone on that beach was murdered that night because the, yeah. the clown <laughs> clown dog car doesn't go anywhere without, you know, spilling a little blood. Brian grows up to be Kevin Spacey from Seven. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, this is their first date. Uh, and this Run is, the, I call this the date sandwich because uh, it's her date with Brian and then the creepiest date ever, the lunch date. And then another date with Brian where they break up already. I know. That's the time yeah. thing. I will also say, though, that the whole, um, this is my, I hate this part or I love this part. Like, that actually is acted very well. I thought that their first kiss was acted very well. Yeah, I yeah. agree. That was a cute little scene. And then you see all the fish or the grunion. Which is pretty gross. What's a grunion? <laughs> I don't know. Definitely yeah. didn't look like fish that I'm going to try to impress a girl with. As know? a kid, I always thought that he was talking about like turtle, like turtle, like baby turtle right. thing. And then grunion run, I guess, is also like fun. I, swear, I don't know. I swear I remembered them talking about a grunion run on like Full House once maybe too. And so I just like thought it was like a thing that you did in California. Of course, I've lived here for three and a half years. And I've yet to see a Grunion run. Ironically, when you Google Grunion run, like San Diego is like one of the first places that pop up. So there's a Grunion run drive about two minutes from where I'm staying right now. Maybe that's the deal. Oh, yeah. The best beaches for Grunion runs are Del Mar, La Jolla and Mission Beach. Yeah, I am cool. literally uh, moments away from one. <laughs> Bye, guys. It, it also says <laughs> on the bottom, stop having sex on the beaches where the grunion runs are happening. You know, it's just too much yeah. for an aphrodisiac to see <laughs> yeah. all these slime feel like fish just flopping around on the beach. It is gross. It kind of triggers whatever, like, whatever, like, phobia it is where you have, like, just a lot of animals on top of each other. I have it, and yeah. I don't, I don't like it. I didn't like all those, like, minnows on top of each other. Ew. Yeah. Um, how terrible is Gus? Yeah, pretty slimy. <laughs> I mean, he was the inventor of, oh, oh, you didn't like that? Then I was kidding. Which, He's, I mean, that's he, pretty impressive for yeah. the city guys of the world. Uh, Ugh. I was kind of... He's so over the top, just like, especially his like facial expressions and like lip curls and like licking his lips constantly. But if you just took the script of him, I kind of feel like it's probably par for the course in like late 80s, early 90s, LA bullshit like yeah. or just world just just the just, world yeah. like me unfortun- too yeah. <laughs> unfortunately just like pressure yeah yeah he's very me too and I guess what I'm, I'm glad that the movie at least paints him as an ass like yeah why yes. is a mid-level manager at a uniform company driving a Ferrari like, I yeah I don't know you're a secretary you're making forty thousand dollars in 1991 then i guess yeah and then it's like he says i was gonna see if rose wanted to go to the cafeteria and then they go to like like malibu like it's (laughs) it's weird so weird i think that's his whole thing of just the whole bait and switch you know trying to sort of harvey weinstein like i'm surprised they didn't have lunch in like a hotel room and him trying to like play it off that this is normal. <laughs> yeah, um, that's, that's like, true. Yeah. I did He's have a note. A predator. That, yeah, he is. I mean, they make it really clear. And then I have a note. Although, sorry, I also want to say like, it is also one of the most like, um, it's an open relationship, which is so strange when he's like, you know, we can date other people. I'm like, oh, well, I guess at least they- Rose like, doesn't think that. 
or she's at least trying to work to not doing that. But yeah. I don't think she thinks it is at all. I don't think she's seeing other people. Maybe. I don't think she is seeing other people. Right. Right. I mean, he's a creep. I'm not defending him. Um, but I have a note about hey, the waiter. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, what a fun character to, like, be here for. Um, I have a note about the waiter where he takes her and she orders a, like, martini. And he says, yeah. sweeter dry, like a normal human. And then she says, what? And then he says, sweet or dry. <laughs> like, he becomes, the waiter becomes the most like intense like jerk that's ever lived um and then she just picks one i don't even remember that's this whole movie everyone just rams it up yeah and and also she picks the one option that no one would have ever picked i know i know if nothing else she's a pretty good kind con woman just go with it sweet dry who cares but yeah yeah it's weird because I think it's like the highlight, they try to highlight she's still a kid, you know, she's a kid sure. in a grown-up's world where people are having martinis at lunch, and she doesn't know how to do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Swell and Brian go on a date to D- Toys R Us, R.I.P. I think That's that was pretty Toys cute. Yeah, I think it probably was. I like that date. I like the bouncing balls. Although I do have a note saying that that would be exhausting. Oh my gosh, me too. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Holding on to that thing and doing all that, like their thigh workout. It, would, it is, you would be so sweaty and out of breath from doing one aisle. As an adult, a kid is one thing, yep. but yeah. it, it would be really hard to do for as long yeah. as they imply that they do that. Although um, I love the uh, store clerk that comes up to them and tells them to get off of it. Cause you know, he's just seen people just do really disgusting things on those things. And yeah. he's just, uh, yeah, I, know. I think I think we forgot to mention the the important uh, plot point that is Carolyn is Brian's sister. We maybe we said it, right? But that he oh, that he sometimes yeah. drives out to the fashion district to deliver her lunch, which <laughs> seems like daily in LA. Like daily, he gets on the freeway to yeah. Yeah, totally. Because she's got a Which, bag at her desk every day. And the one day he was just like just, sitting there talking to her. Yeah. I love her character who's very like, you know, put together and 80s bad lady person. But yet she's going to be eating just a chili dog <laughs> at her. Yeah. Like just trying to look as impressive as she can and just, just chowing down on the chili dog. Which, Which is what we saw is the saw. grossest chili I know, ever. Yeah. yeah, the sound and, effects. Once again... It's probably made with people because that guy's a murderer. <laughs> yeah, true. Some Sweeney Todd stuff. Um, so then we see Swell. She, she, they break up. They have this bad breakup because she won't tell him about her job. Which is, we, like, both of them are being super weird. Like, he's being a little demanding, but the fact that she won't tell him about his job, her, her job is bizarre and i guess then we understand why because i was like just tell him and then i guess like carolyn has been talking about this backstabber at work so like swellen right. knows that she's already been cast and the note i have is that brian ends a conversation by saying i'm out of here like just like doug from the state which i enjoyed <laughs> but yeah so then so then swell slips into a depression and she's driving on the highway and she's kids nobody's wearing seatbelts again she's not wearing a seatbelt um uh, and uh going to the beach and she's sad mm-hmm. and then and that's where brian's wearing the orioles hat because he's there talking to his sister he's so sad about his breakup right and then she, he hears 
and then Carolyn's like, do you have a problem, Sue Ellen? And then she's like, no, and she runs away and he turns and doesn't see who it is. And I'm like, don't you think that like, how many Sue Ellens do you know? Like, like he knows that her name is Sue Ellen, right? Yeah. So I don't know. The fact that he doesn't put that together is a little weird to me. Yeah. He's, he was like, oh, I also he's have a note. That- guy in the world. Yeah, um. he's not. He's not. Um, I also have a note here that just says no one is signing up Melissa for Little League. Because I think it came over breakfast again where she's like, you said you sent me up for Little League. And she's like, oh, sorry, I have to work, obviously. And I'm like, someone go and do it. But she got she got in Little League. I think Kenny did it after, like, Walter's leg break. Talking about Walter breaking his leg. Oh, yeah. Because he, how did, okay, so my question is, how did he take cash that he stole from Swellen's purse and order a home entertainment center. He mailed in the cash, because that makes sense. I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> could that be like COD, but instead of a check on delivery or cash on delivery, is that a thing? Or I guess was it a so. Thing in the 90s? I guess so, but how do you like, yeah, like why would they bring all that equipment there and trust like a child who called on the phone and was like, okay, uh, like, yeah, I'd like to order a, a, a home entertainment center. Katie's frozen. Also, those kids are such thieves. Yeah. Katie is frozen. <laughs> well, Katie, hopefully you can come back soon. Uh, oh. oh, she's she's gone. She's <laughs> gone. <laughs> she's gone. Um, uh, yeah. It, yeah. It, and I, I wrote I, that that was the coming to Jesus moment because from that point on, everything changed. People had to grow up real fast. They had to grow up. They had to get their lives together. They had to, and then there was, we had this big montage of them getting their lives together. It's like right. baseball, cooking, and ice sculpture. Yeah, what's his face? Kenny watches uh, Julia Child and gets into cooking. <laughs> right, he's super into it cooking. Seems, seems to take, he's, he's super into it. Um, and, and then we, we see Swell working really hard at the office. This is where I think I have discovered a continuity issue. Okay. So she's hard at work in her beret in the office, right? Her working beret. Her working beret, if you will. She's like crunching the numbers. And then the next scene we see is she goes home and that's where she and Kenny get into that like marital fight. Yeah. About like, you burnt, you didn't, you know, you didn't tell me you were coming home and and all of that. Oh. And she's back. She's back. Sorry. Hey. Sorry. That's okay. We were, I was talking about uh, where I thought I saw a continuity issue. Go on. So this is the part where Swell is, um, she's at work. She's in her beret. She's working late at night. Yeah, I remember. She comes home. She and Kenny get into a fight. And then, but but when she comes home, she has two bags with her. One is her briefcase and Mm -hmm. one is her patent leather purse that she has with her all the time. Okay. But then as soon as we're done with her and Kenny's fight, we cut back to the office that evening where David Duchovny and Carolyn are breaking in. And they find her wallet in her purse. Yeah, right. Interesting. Because I or, also was like, why is she leaving her wallet at work? But interesting. Well, no, yeah. Oh, yeah. She, it was her wallet. And then she keeps bringing around or leave. She sometimes takes the petty cash home with her. And she sometimes leaves it at work, depending on who needs to steal from it or see the receipts from it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it was all in that same purse. So that was... was... The, okay, gotcha. Right? A little tricky. A little tricky. Wait, because um, I, like, buzzed out for a while. Did you guys talk about, like, um, Walter's leg break and all that? Yeah. Okay. We touched on it. Do you want to add anything to it? 
just that I really love the role. I like, I, like you said before, Bridget, like Kenny kind of switches his mentality. And I just, I just like when they leave. I love when Sue Ann, so Ellen says, damn it, Kenny. Like, I just remember, like, that's the kind of the first time that they're playing adult in front of that doctor. And like, yeah. she's assuming the role of the mom. And I thought that was cool. But yeah. Yeah, that's what they, that's what I was calling the come to all of them. Totally. Sorry, you missed your favorite part, which was when uh, Melissa gets to play baseball. She finally gets to play baseball. This not montage of them all like pulling it together. Um, and then I, yeah. I did what you're saying when she comes home and he's made her that casserole. Are we there or no? Sure. That's what we were talking about. Yeah. That they yeah. get into that marital fight. I love, yeah. I, I, I think that's like amazing. I think it's, it's a great amazing. scene. It's a great scene. Although the only part I don't like is when he says eat shit. It's like, oh, it's like they- gross. I think it was just like, yeah, they gave him all the swear words. Yeah, he, yeah, totally. So yeah, he like, says eat shit. Josh Charles got to wear his Orioles hat, and this kid got to say curse words. Those were their, well, those I, were their demands. I read, because he is Jackie Coogan's grandson, Keith Coogan. Uh, and I read that he, they originally said that he was too old to try out for it. But then he came back in, like, with the hair and stuff and got it. Which, like, he has a wig on, right? Yeah. That's got to be a wig. Yeah. Totally. It's Who is so Jackie Coogan? He's like this old, like a kid actor, like Mickey Rooney, like oh, okay. who kind of like started all these like kid actor laws in Hollywood. I've been watching Community and Chevy Chase refers to Betty Grable and Jackie Coogan, which is fun. So maybe that's why it's on my brain. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, the college that the mom wants Christina Apple or want Swell to go to is City College, which yeah. is the rival of Greendale from community. I noted that. Yeah, I thought about that. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're frozen, Katie. <laughs> oh, no, we sorry. All froze there. I, just, I, just, I just had nothing to say. We all just froze. Yeah. Um, all right. So it's the night of the fashion show. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I don't know if you've talked about it yet, but next comes in like one of my favorite parts from Rose, which that's like, if you just edited Rose, it is a roller coaster. And she comes in and she's just like, GAW is history. We're all going to be out of a job. (laughs) She just like, it is nuts. Like zero to 10 in whichever way. And then Suelle has to, yeah, just console all of the all of the factory workers and talk, break it to Franklin. And anyway. Yeah. And that's when we see her superpower again, combining clothes. Just matching stuff up into. Right. She's walking through the factory. Yeah. And then a fashion show is going to save the company. She can't do computers, but she can mix and match. I was so confused as to why a fashion show was going to be helpful. But yeah. Well, the clients, they didn't, they didn't like any proposals. They didn't like any of the, of the ideas and the kids didn't want to wear uniforms. I have I so much to say about those uniforms though. I have, I'm so. Uh, like, cause like there was a nurse's outfit. Were yeah, they expecting about... a nurse to really wear that? Well, right. Like the, this is, I mean, I don't get fashion in general. So I feel even <laughs> weird commenting on it, but like, is the idea of the fashion show that they put on like the inspirational, like, like this is the, I like this is the vision or like, literally are they selling that nurse's outfit stethoscope included for children to wear i don't know and like what kind of bellhop is like a teenage girl and (laughs) yeah she wearing that and that chef doing the running man 
I also feel like even though I know it's a lot of free labor, but it is going to take a lot of money to turn that house into like what they turned it into. Like I, yeah. I guess, like you have enough petty cash, right? Like no, to fill a swimming pool, no. Because she'd already embezzled all the petty cash. And yeah, there wasn't any, and that's what I don't get. Yeah. And they start making an ice sculpture three days before the event. They built In a LA. bridge over the swimming pool, which I was like, once again, confused at how rich they were. It's like, wait, they have a swimming pool that has some bridge over it? And then Nora pointed out, no, that was the, the catwalk that they constructed, which is even crazier. Right. They repaint the house, like the paint. I know the labor is free, but there's still some costs associated with this. A microphone, a spotlight, table, it, yeah, glasses. The, the whole lighting setup they have there would have... Uh, yeah, yeah it costs more than the company seems to be worth. Yeah. I like to think it goes talking. back to the fact that they said that they were going to steal or she could cash people's paychecks. And I think they just didn't mention it. And she was actually stealing people's paychecks. That's what oh, I like. Oh, interesting. That's the only way it makes sense. Where did all that money for a light display come from? Yeah. Or even the money that the kids have spent seems to be a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's loco. Where? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also have a note about the people, the like the Kenny's friends that are the valets, and they like valet Carolyn and David Duchovny's car, and he calls them Metallica breath. <laughs> yeah. Once again, I mean, we know that they're bad, but how do they know? I know. I thought about that too. Like, how did they know to TP their car? Like, maybe they're just TPing everybody's car. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there was a clip where they did it to everyone. Like, there's, like, a stuffy client that uh, gave them the stink eye, and they did it to them as well. I don't know. Right, right, right. Um, but, yeah, we... Yeah. <laughs> so we're still at the fashion show. Uh, the fashion I, show is starting. Okay. Everyone's I mean, impressed. They uh, loved it. There's a lot of people there, a lot of different faces that we've never swore yeah which are yeah they're like the investors i guess that they've invited to this fashion show and so Alan's friends got back in louisiana so yeah. Alan's friends are back from europe they're like they do do a good job of like melissa's baseball friends are the waiters zach's the maitre d <laughs> <laughs> even though he's heartbroken yeah his his storyline with cynthia well, is not interesting and this could be just my brain. What is a mater? Does it, I picture like a mater d like putting people on table? They're like the fancy like, like a host, right? Like a host and hostess, like at a restaurant, right? Right. And, but he grabs a tray and goes out. It's like no, you're you're not a mater d. You are a tray boy. <laughs> I think it's the <laughs> yeah, totally a tray boy. And Kenny's friends are the valet. Did you guys talk um, about Gus getting squirted with the water gun? No, which is a confusing part for me. Well, that's... That, <laughs> go on. <laughs> go on. <laughs> well, it's just like when Rose comes in and it's like, what's going on here? Like, does she think Gus has peed himself? Does she think Sue Ellen made him pee? Like, what is the... I don't know. The whole thing is just like bizarre. Like, what is Sue Ellen's goal? And why can't Gus defend himself? He's like, his hands are in the air. He's like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, uh, uh. Like the rule is you can't block your crotch. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he knew where she was going to shoot him at first, but it takes like 30 seconds. But yeah. It's, yeah. It's a solid then, prank. It's a solid prank to just water gun someone's pants. Yeah. Uh, and then Sue Ellen is like, it's, I feel like Christina, Christina Applegate is good where she's like, 
Gus has a little crush on me. And I don't know. Um, Christina Applegate makes a lot of sense in this movie, but what's going on here? Like, what does she think's going on? I, she, I, I like that she stands up for herself and just like tells Rose what's going on. I do so too. I like it too. Yeah. Also, yeah. she can do no wrong to Rose. I mean, Rose hates everybody <laughs> except her. So. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Also, um, Rose may not be competent at her job. Um, I'm just Rose throw- is doing yeah. a lot of cocaine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. What is Rose doing? She's just like eating like Skittles. Like that scene too. It's like, you just tell Frank one like oh, yeah. Skittles in her mouth. Like it's totally weird. She just crumbles. Yeah. Under stress, Rose crumbles. <laughs> like Christina Applegate has to save the day, which is crazy. Uh. Uh, so during the fashion show, when people are impressed, a few worlds converge, right? And Brian shows up and he's dumb and doesn't see all the cars parked <laughs> right, yeah. in the house. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he starts talking loudly into the megaphone and just like, shh, just like ignoring that there's cars everywhere. It, it wouldn't be a good idea anyway, let alone if there's literally any cars parked in front of her house. Maybe it's time to change this plan. No. No. Yeah. I talked myself up in the mirror before this. I'm going to stick with this plan despite all the evidence I'm seeing. I'm Josh Charles. And then eventually he drives that car into their home, like around and in the backyard. And I said, no, like this guy thinks he can park his car anywhere. It doesn't matter. It's on a public beach. It's in your girlfriend's backyard. Like he had to hop a curb. It's nuts. And then the mom shows up and doesn't believe her eyes, like, for some reason thinks this is the wildest party in the world yeah. where it's Adjust. a Adjust. weird fashion show with, like, 30 people in their 50s, you know, that should have, I don't know. I don't know what she should have yeah. thought. Like, I assume, like, she should have thought that they're, like, selling her kids on the black market, but not that they're <laughs> having some, like, wild rager uh, that she needs like, to like, I said no parties. <laughs> And then instead of like going to his own mother and being like, hey, mom, like, I know this is crazy. Let me talk to you over here and explain it. Kenny goes up to the microphone and is like, Swellen, no, seriously, seriously. seriously you shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Mom's home. It's like, okay, great. And she's, well, like, she's like, what? Yeah. The the whole thing. It's not like your mother had a shotgun. Like, what is going to happen? Yeah, totally. Suellen yeah. has the microphone. Mom was so mad. She was really mad. Uh, Rose is not mad. She's never mad at Suellen. Suellen can't do anything no. wrong. Hysterical. Also, Rose's just whole look, like L-E-W-K that night. Her <laughs> hair was, like, extra rosy. That, do like, we think that Rose is wearing a wig? Maybe. I was wondering... Right after I realized Kenny was wearing a wig, I was like, is Rose wearing a wig? I I can see that. My guess is from this very small picture that I'm seeing on my research computer, um, I'm going to say yes. And then the mother, Uh, like, like, takes a lap around the house and she's like, well, I'll be damned. Like, what did you think was going to happen when you went to Australia? Like, I mean, I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. I assume she thought, like, two of the kids would die. Yeah, that's what it seemed um, like. I'll be and damned. And her life like, would become easier because yeah. she's the worst mother in the world. She wouldn't have to feed them anymore. Yeah, and like she didn't even call yeah. to tell them she was coming home a week early. Like when they're like, you're home a week early. Go, well, sorry to ruin your plans. Like, no, that's really shitty. <laughs> like, they well, touch at she all. only had the one phone car and she used the last minutes yep. to find out the babysitter was at the yarn barn and then get hung up on. 
Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah. <laughs> I was just looking at this thing that's like the best quotes from uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead uh, about like freak when we all freaked out about the QED report. Oh, man. Yeah. The QED report. When oh. Rose looks at it and she's like, it's exquisite. <laughs> like she looks at like matrix. This is amazing. We're so in sync. What? It was uh, it was such a long report though. I I mean, I don't I personally don't know reports, so I don't know how long it takes to make that. I don't know what it even is. Annie was saying that it kind of seemed like the female office space. <laughs> this movie is just like all about yeah. like just crazy, like, bureaucratic stuff. What about when Kathy disappeared and, uh, but then reappeared and there was a temp in her place? Yeah. And that woman was like, I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that. I'm sorry. She was like, I have no clue what anything is. Like, she just, like, teleported there. Yeah, it seemed like she opened the door to, like, hell and then, like, closed it again. <laughs> As a kid, that very much informed, like, whenever I found, like, whenever, like, I found out that, like, my college friends were working as temps, I'm like, oh, my God, that just sounds like the worst. Like, I did that a little bit. I did, did that you a bunch. Yeah. yeah, I went through what, a temp what, agency. What did you do? Like, that? Just be like, I don't know. <laughs> like, you just, like, heated a chair is what that woman seemed to be doing. <laughs> if I ever took a temp job but I remember going to the temp agency and like taking all these tests and like quizzes and stuff oh like, yeah yeah typing and smartness <laughs> I've done a bunch of temping it was like like during like Christmas vacation I would do it uh I had like an aunt that worked at a she was like a manager at a temp agency so I'd like did that whenever I was home for Christmas break and then when I first moved to DC I did it uh and so it was like Weird jobs, like, for, like, two months, I was delivering patent to all the patent offices in Crystal City down in D.C. And what is that, like, you're handing someone, like, a box? Like, what are you... Yeah, I, would, I had, like, this little badge, and I would go to all these different... And it was this, like, little legal lawyer's box of just, like, these thick patent applications and would deliver them, and they'd get stamped, and yeah. Oh, how weird. <laughs> Oh, I'm trying weird. to think of if that's the weirdest temp job I ever had. That is had. a job I would not have been able to make up that existed. I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna take a temp job. They were gonna hire me to work in the temp office. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Good. How meta. It was very meta, but then I ended up taking a job, I think, somewhere else. But I think that's when I started working for Center Stage in Baltimore. Oh, but cool. I was like, uh, yeah, I'm going to take this weird temp job. I definitely um, have one where I just, this will be the last thing, where <laughs> eight hours a day I just shredded documents. That's cool. That sounds kind of fun, actually. <laughs> that's wow. wild. Um, so basically, mom's mad, but then she gets over it. And then Swell and Brian make up. And the end, it's the end of the movie. And they're like, but where's the babysitter? And then the grave diggers just spent all the money, which is probably like $1,600. Right. Yeah. Gravestones are expensive. Yeah. Like $5,000 More than what right? that babysitter had. Totally. Right. They but they were going to like retire off this money. Uh, yeah. It's, I know. It's just like a funny callback, I guess. But yeah, I know. Um, well, I do have some questions. Yeah. So do I. Devoted listeners. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, we'll see if we hit the same. So I think we touched on this a little bit, but this is from Annie ICU. And she says, did you notice that Kenny never meets the babysitter um, when she's alive? Was it Kenny's room that killed her? I think uh, yes. 
I think it was Kenny's room that pushed her over the edge. I mean, it didn't kill her right away, but she definitely indicates that she's like having chest pains while she's standing there. Yeah. And maybe, yeah. And the fact that he, she was, he was the only one that she didn't meet seems kind of almost symbolic in that too. Like, but Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, I would assume that because of such what a hardcore babysitter she is, she's seen some things so that this wouldn't have phased her, but I guess not. Uh, so, so that means she was being this intense babysitting like normal people. Right. Um, yeah. Cool. It's interesting. That whistle. Um, then <laughs> I have a question. I have two questions from Dave L. Oh, Dave L. One is, is this the best movie? Do we think this is the best? Uh, thing, sorry. Do we think this is the best thing that Christina Applegate has ever done? No. Um, I, mean, I think I he think... might be saying this as a fan of the movie. I don't think he's. I don't think he's trying to be snarky towards Christina Applegate. But um, go ahead, Phil. No, I mean, I, I mean, I love Anchor, the first Anchorman, and I think. Oh great. yeah, of course. I also watched. Now I can't remember. I want to say Dead to Me, but. What's the movie on Netflix with her and Linda Cardellini? Oh yeah, I love that show. Yeah, it's Death. Dead, oh. Death, Death to it Me. Might be dead to Me. It might be Dead to Me. Um, unless that's another a name of another show. But I really like that. So yeah, I'm gonna say no. Although I do really like her in this movie. I'm gonna say no. I like her in this movie too. Um, I'm looking to see some of her other career things. But yeah, Anchorman. She's great. I mean, she's in uh, a song. She's featured in a song by um set adrift set adrift on memory bliss what's that group i don't know Ugh, it's a remake of it's normally on the top of my brain because i love oh pm dawn <laughs> uh nice. they they sing a song about that and they say christina applegate you got it put me on and they're singing about her, but that's apparently a throwback to another line from another song that Jeff told She me. was also in this series called Samantha Who that I really liked, where she, like, loses her memory. Oh, yeah. Really good. So I'm going to say no, but I... But again, don't forget that she was Roxy Fedora on the prenatal pole dancing. That, uh, too. From 2010. <laughs> prenatal? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, oh, so that's yeah. a big no. David. I forgot yeah. that I used to play a song during our um, podcast. Oh. I'd like to do that this time. I'm going to okay. play a song for you. We'll end, okay. we'll end with that. Yeah. Um, so, I had a few so oh, yeah, sorry. I have, I'm oh, sorry. I have a couple more questions. So one, but this is going to be very quick, and this is from Dave L. Um, where do I know that guy from, and why do I like him so much? The ice cream slash hot dog slash whatever guy. So we've kind of already answered that, but that's Josh He's Charles. He's Baltimore, yeah. Josh Charles, yes. He's from Baltimore. <laughs> Um, that's where Dave knows him. Um, and then I have, uh, a question from my sister that might require a little research. It says, this is from, from Jenny. Uh, I'm curious as to how old the actors were, especially Brian and Sue Ellen, because they were playing high schoolers and who goes out of the country and hires a babysitters that your kids have never met. The mom's just like, see ya for the entire summer. Okay, well, we can figure that out, like, pretty quickly, because Josh think, Charles is is 48 right now. Yeah. He was born in 71, so he was 20. He was and I 20. think Christina Applegate was, like, 19. I think it 19 or 20. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So they were kind of the same age, playing a little pretty younger. Close to, yeah, usually they have teens, and they're, like, 28-year-olds. And to, exactly, and to circle back to Dave's question, like, I feel like all the more 
good on Christina Applegate for doing a really good job at 19 playing a 17 year old. I don't know. Thought you did good. Yeah. Totes. So I had the questions I had from Nora L, no relation to <laughs> Dave L. Um, basically, they're all in line of like, why did the mom go to Australia for two months? Uh, and why did she only take the small briefcase? Because it was just, <laughs> that's the easiest way to smuggle cocaine, probably. Right. And like then that. what was the mother working to afford five kids in a farmhouse near LA? <laughs> the answer to that is that it was Louisiana, which L.A., Louisiana. Ooh. Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Does it, anyone ever say Los Angeles in this movie? No, they say U.S. US UCSD at some point. UC, they do? Yeah, about where Brian wants, Brian's parents want him to go to UCSD. Because, so for a lot of the movie, Andy and I are trying to figure out if it's San Diego or L.A. Because well, it's of the definitely Glenn not Andy. San Diego because well, there's a fashion kind district. Of, well, right. But it's kind of not L.A. But yeah. So he said his parents want him to go to UCSD for the marine biology or something. Okay. Uh, that is in the, San Diego. Right. Okay. But when she looked at the Grunion run, San Diego came up. But then like everything else is kind of like kind of clearly L.A. But kind of not. So I don't know if they ever say Los Angeles. They say the city, and they, they say, do like, a shot, uh, uh, like a pan shot of what I think is LA, downtown LA. Yeah, and it there's probably not Grunion runs down in the Gulf of Louisiana. Mexico, so. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but no, what what is y'all's guess of what the mother? What's her job? Like, what do we think? Uh, kindergarten teacher. I gotta think that she's like communicate i mean i'm trying to think of like an 80s or like a 90s thing but like i would think that she's like runs like philanthropy at some big fancy company or something like she seems like she must make it seems like she might be one of these people that make a lot of money but have no like organizational skills so while she's like keeping everyone fed she's not keeping up with the house it's a disaster. She's not signing up Melissa for baseball. Is she's shitty not. dad contributing money, do we think? Or just he's shitty and he's not? I don't know. It'd be it. I've, I've got a theory, though. And Go it on. goes back to the mention of kindergarten cop. So this is like an alternate reality where Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't show up and that woman continues to date the drug dealer. And so that's this relationship. And so the, the man she goes to Australia to meet, meet is that drug dealer. And so the house is funded by his shady crimeness. And yeah. this is just like 10 years in the future. It's a sequel wow. to kindergarten, an alternate re reality to kindergarten cop. That's, I like it. It makes as much sense as anything. I'm fine <laughs> yeah. with that. Yeah. Totally. That's, that's wild. <laughs> it uh, checks out though. Is it time for Hummers, Bummers, and Dummers? Yeah, it, it is. Because we are, we're going a little long, even though we tried. Okay. We can try to make HBDs uh, shorter, I guess. <laughs> Does anybody, so do we want to start with Bummers? Yeah, let's do it. I've got a real bummer. Okay. Like an outside of the movie, but so, well, what I was reading was, so I will start with, do people know that like the Zach, the surfing is the source um, kid, tragically died of an overdose at 24? Oh, God. No. And so apparently, this is such a bummer. <laughs> but this is maybe too much of a bummer for bummers. But apparently, I think that kid was supposed to be 
he was supposed to have like more of a um, storyline and they like cut some of his scenes because he was already like starting to have like drug stuff. Like in, kid? in this movie, I think he was like 14 or 15. But when I read that, it was like, it kind of made sense because I'm like, I'm not sure why they keep on putting this kid in our face and then like not doing anything with it. So I feel like his actual life kind of affected wow. the story. Yeah. Well, before I remembered that he was the Point Break kid, I was like, is this like Eddie Furlong or, you know, right. the f- and I was only thinking of guys that went off the deep end. Yeah, and yeah totally. Yeah, yeah, he, was he just crazy. has that look of... Yeah. Well, when you know. Google him, like River Phoenix comes up immediately and maybe because they both kind of had that, yeah, that tragic end or that look. I don't know. He kind of looks like yeah. River and he definitely has that like early '90s Tiger Beat look. Totally, yeah. that split like uh, Brad Renfro, which is like another yeah. kid uh, that had a tragic ending. But yeah, wow, that is Sorry. a bummer. That might be too much of a bummer. No, yeah. we, there's no rules on bummers. Okay, all right. My my bummer from the that from the movie is just Gus in general. I just find yeah. him terrible. I don't. I just there's no redeeming qualities about him. I hate the way his mouth moves. Yeah. Uh, uh. He's the worst. He's, he's the worst. also just like a cartoon of a person. Yeah, he's, he's a cartoon. Just, yeah, totally. Uh, my bummer is just going to be the general lack of parenting. The whole like watching your kids steal money from your wallet and just be like, fine, that that's that's okay. Yeah. Uh, my maybe- other like my other movie bummer is like Walter. Like, man, talk about neglected. Kind of the same <laughs> neglected parent parenting thing. Yikes. But sorry, go ahead, Bill. No, I was going to go dark, and maybe that wasn't, like, scripted in the scene. It was actually that actor stealing money. Oh, God. (laughs) They just kept the cameras rolling? Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that's why the mom didn't, like, know her. She was like, oh, oh, yeah, that's okay. Totally different plot. (laughs) Um, Here's a number. Uh, Yeah, so. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Uh, Dumber. Okay. You got a dumber, Katie? No. I think my dumber is just, uh, you know, well, I'll, I'll go with this. It's really dumb that they get the dog high and that's... Oh, yeah. I don't like yeah. that. Don't, good call. Yeah. don't get your dog high. He didn't, they don't, they're good dogs. They don't need to do that. You could give your dog a little CBD if they're anxious or worried. A little, little nervous Nelly, you know. Yeah, but you can't, can't give your weed. Come on. Um, my dumber is just going to be the uh, the luggage is just a briefcase. <laughs> and she also, because Christina Applegate borrows another briefcase of her mom's. So all the mom has are briefcases, which goes back to my theory that she's a drug mule for her boyfriend um, from Kindergarten Cop. I did rewind twice to see if I could see the super shuttle loading any baggage into the car, and I did not. Yeah. She is so. just going with a briefcase. Also, even if you're traveling, why would you bring a briefcase? Let's say she has two other bags. It makes no sense. So that's why are just, you wearing high heels on on a con trans to the Atlantic trans? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a long flight. Yeah, so long to wear that uh, outfit. It's so uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, um, I'm gonna go back. I've mentioned it a couple of times, but. Um, no one being able to sign Melissa up for Little League. The fact, <laughs> the fact that signups for Little League are during a weekday at 10 a.m., it seems like it's the only time you can sign her up. But before that, the only time you can sign her up is any time, which the mother didn't do. 
And then you can just sign her up if you're 15 and you're her brother, which is actually kind of actually how it works. <laughs> so the whole thing, the inconsistency of the Little League sign up, which then she's begging all summer. And then two weeks to the end of the summer, she signs up and she's on the team. So anyway, that whole yeah. thing, that whole thing is just such BS. <laughs> uh, Hummer. I have my Hummer. All right. Well, I don't know if we've talked about it enough, but my Hummer is, um, I'm right on top of that, Rose. Like, Yeah, we didn't talk about it at all. Oh, my God. Like, that line became, I mean, Rose in general, Rose is in her own movie that pops into yeah. this movie, and I yeah. love it. Um, and we didn't mention, we mentioned in the other podcast, but she is the protagonist from Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which is right. a tie-in, right, yeah. um, which makes me like her even more. But that whole idea of, I'm right on top of that, Rose. Um, oh, and like when she busts in, she's like, oh, and one more thing. And this is so important. <laughs> and it's just it's so <laughs> weird. And I've used that like as if it's ubiquitous and it's not like um, I had a board meeting and the board president was like, hey, can you fill out that survey to me? And I typed back, I'm right on top of that, Rose. And she's like, what? I'm like, uh, yes. Yeah, no, no I, I would not have gotten that reference. <laughs> uh, I would have. I would have. said it tomorrow. He might not. Yeah, but I love it. I think my sister and I kind of did it a lot. And now Annie and I do. And I the the concept of like, just basically faking that you know something and you are going to do it, but you didn't know you should. I just love it. It's it's a good line. It's a very good line. Yeah. Uh, My Hummer is just hair. Uh, Just the hair of everyone in this movie, particularly Rose's hair, which is just like this like bright, color that changes depending on where she is and it's just so like it's like such a long bob and then like Sue Ellen's like first day of work hair like wrapped up in that like thing with the big bangs uh it's just great so I'm hummed up on the hair for sure uh my my hummer uh it's gonna be that swell quit the job at the clown pig or clown dog, whatever it's called, so quickly. Because it was just, it was so disgusting. Even her, like, washing that pan. Yeah. And just the the other guy being the creepy murderer who has, like, 30 bodies in his basement. It's just... It could have been a much different movie. If she had right. Yeah. I, I did not want to, to that watch. That was so gross. They, yes. made, they went out of their way to make it pretty gross. Like, the sound effects of the, that chili was like... Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. So, but like, like her- switched away from it. I was just... Yeah. That was my Hummer. I love it. Um, should we talk about what each of us is wearing or what, what each other is wearing? Yes. We should. <laughs> um, well, I've been staring at Philip's outfit all night, so I think I should talk about it. Hey, please. Please do. Um, well, Philip's wearing a beret much in the style of Christina Applegate's mm-hmm. beret yeah. from her long, hard night at work. Um, but then um, he's also got Kenny's wig underneath of the beret. <laughs> neat, a neat thing. And, um, and then he's wearing a t-shirt that just says bodacious ice. <laughs> uh, it's a good look. Different. Yeah. Very, yeah. very different. I love it. Um, Katie, well, okay. I'll, I'll describe yours. Okay, uh, okay. It's um, you've been talking about it, and you've been wanting us to mention it all night. That mm-hmm. you were wearing a softball uniform. Yeah. Uh, just you know, we we get it. You had a great <laughs> game. 
you know, earlier and you had a good job, but we also recognize that you have combined it with a chef's hat, which <laughs> makes it into just a fashion amazingness and, uh, and you've got your, your bangs are kicking. Yep. Um, <laughs> I'm on record with hating bangs. I've got to say yours look pretty good. Thank tonight. you. You are on record for that. Did yeah, you get cut those bangs just now during the quarantine, Katie? Yeah, I did. I did. Wow. And speaking of the quarantine, so Bridget, I notice, is fashioning a very fashionable um, protective face mask. But um, also with a incredibly revealing, tight, colorful nurse's outfit, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, complete with stethoscope and little hat, so it makes everyone feel safer. Yeah, thank it's you safer for noticing. Yeah. Yep. It's thank fuchsia. You. Thank you to our healthcare workers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an homage. Yep. <laughs> Want to thank our healthcare workers. So that's what she's been wearing around San Diego. <laughs> yeah, it's it was uncomfortable at the Grunion Run, I'll tell you. Because <laughs> I, I fell, I fell into the water. Yep, with that, it's so with that on, it's so and restricting then, all of it. So restricting. Yeah. Uh, well, you guys, this, this has been fun. What, yes. what, we have we have to answer it. Oh God! Is it for real? Is it for real? Is it Is for it real? For, a classic. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so. In, it's interesting in thinking about the question because as much as I like this movie and I really liked re-watching this movie, I don't know if I can say it's for real. Like if you've not seen it before, I don't know. It's like a cult classic, but I don't know. It's a fun movie, but there's so many plot holes and if you're not having fun remembering things that happened, I don't, I don't know if it's for real. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead. Um, and I'm going to have a little point counterpoint with myself. Good. I'm also <laughs> Should we leave? That it's probably not for real. Like mm-hmm. I would just, if someone recommended it, I would be just like watched the first half of Home Alone and then working and you'll probably get the same experience uh, or a better experience. But Nora L, remember no relation to Dave yeah. L. Uh, or, or Jenny L. Or Jenny L or Katie L. Um, yeah. She was, she might've, Nora L might've been watching this right next to me and she was pleasantly surprised. And I think she really enjoyed it where she fell asleep during Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's true. <laughs> full time and enjoyed this one so that probably cancels out my not for real though mm. i'm not gonna lie i did fall asleep watching this movie oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay but i finished it today uh while i was awake and i mean there's a lot of things i love about this movie i love just i like christine applegate's character a lot me too um and i like you know, that it's, it is just sort of crazy. It, there's just, yeah, there are a lot of plot holes and there's a lot of smarmy, weird guys. But I think, I think at the time it was like really empowering for like young, a young woman to think she could just like do anything and put her skills and talents to use. So I'm going to say it is for real. I like that. I'll add on to that where I think it was probably really important in the time and still today for her to stand up to Gus. That's like a yeah. big deal. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Wow. It's a big deal. 
What an in- what a fun split we are on all of it. It's the first one we had a split on. That's true. Yeah, that may be a solid maybe, I guess. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Were you guys ready for some PM Dawn? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's hear it. All right. We gotta get this PM Dawn cranked up. This is the song that mentions Christine Applegate. Can you hear it? A little bit. Gazootai. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the speaker on here? Or the microphone. Yeah, that's not Oh, that was a little bit better. No, back. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we are a high-tech podcast. We will. No. Colder, oh. colder. All right. Maybe this is just an editing challenge for Phil. Yeah, Phil, put the song in there at the end. Okay, I, I, I should be able to do that. Um, and I will do it seamlessly. PM Dawn. Set adrift on memory bliss. They mentioned Christina Applegate. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right, you guys. Till till next time. We don't know what movie we're doing yet, right? Not no, yet. That's my ideas. Catch us on. Uh, is it for real? Is it for real? For real. <laughs> Bye. Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watched it, and now we don't know if we like it. Is it for real? Mm-hmm.